general system one is enjoined to follow, that Prabhupada advised, is that uh, if one sees that there's some difficulty, to approach the one's immediate authority and express that. And if one is not satisfied with the answer or, or, the, or the action or lack of action, then one can go to the next higher authority. For instance, one could go first to the Tamil president and then consult the local GPC like this. Prabhupada compared it to uh, appealing to a higher court if one is not successful in a lower court. However, practically speaking, we don't see that even if there are pretty clear cases of wrongdoing on the part of some authority, um, it's very difficult to get anything done. And usually the person who points out something which needs correcting is labeled as an offender. So my advice is you can try, and if it doesn't work, chant Hare Krishna and be happy as much as you can. And try to find out the association of devotees whose association you find is uplifting. Mm. It's difficult to, like we were talking yesterday about the ideal, it's difficult to find the ideal. One responsibility of authorities is to maintain the discipline. Without discipline in any institution, it just becomes chaotic. But if discipline is not applied in a Krishna conscious manner or, or in an overbearing or oppressive manner, then uh, it also becomes unpleasing. So, like I said, it's a difficult one to answer. Is it compulsory to raise hands during Kirtana? And what is the meaning of it? If you don't do like that for some reason, is it bad? After every 16 beats, you should raise your hands. Just exactly this high, not any higher. And you should put your face up and blink your eyes. There's no such rule as this. There's no such rule that you should put your hands in the air. It is stated in Shastra that when devotees raise their hands in Kirtan, then uh, all the sins of the world are destroyed. 
it's also an expression of uh, pleasure in kirtan and surrender to the Lord. And Srila Prabhupada told us that Lord Chaitanya danced like this. But if you like, you can keep your hands by your side and stand like a pillar. There's no rule that you shouldn't do so. Although Rupa Goswami does recommend that we dance in kirtan. And it's better to dance like Lord Chaitanya than to dance like a disco dancer. If uh, there is a difference in understanding in a family regarding duties of husband and wife, how can man develop a desire to serve his family and wife can develop humbleness, humility? I don't know. You put the answer in the question. It is imperative. Yeah, the, I mean, the, the question is looking for a particular answer. The question is framed in such a way that the answer should come that the husband, the, the wife should be submissive to the husband, etc. Is it, is it correct? Are there some questions also? You're coming through to them? Uh, yes, this, this is from yesterday. Okay. You had some also? Yes, I did, but too much. Is it correct way to keep japa, japa beads in the backside? You mean chanting, holding it on your backside like this? Well, just, well, just think about it and you'll get the answer if you have any understanding of Krishna consciousness at all. I don't know if there's any Shastric rule because, you know, like there's no Shastric rule that you shouldn't go around and uh, beat people on the head while you're chanting Japa. I mean, it's just... it's. it's there's no need for it. It should be understood. Yeah. Then, is it offence uh, if one chants japa rounds during other service? It's an offence to be inattentive while chanting. So, if one can be attentive, then actually we should chant all the time while sweeping the floor, cutting vegetables. One exception might be when driving. One should rather. It requires full concentration. Recently I got a letter from a devotee who was driving in the car with another devotee to go to Mongolarti. He, They were a little late, they were driving quite fast, and he was the driver was also with his hands in his bee bag attentively chanting, so attentively that uh, he crashed the car. He was, he was so, attentive, so attentive to chanting, he was inattentive in chanting, uh, inattentive in driving. So he missed Mongolati for quite a few days after that. I have many points about soul splitting. Are you interested? Yeah, give it a try. We already discussed it yesterday. I mean, the, all, the question is, the, the answer is there is no soul splitting. Well, but there is so much counter evidence. All right, go on. Kashyapa, Sutapa and Vasudeva are all supposed to be incarnations of Nanda Maharaja, but they don't seem to know each other. What is the meaning of an incarnation then? And they also lived simultaneously, like Kashyapa in the heaven. Well, you presume that this must be split soul. <laughs> the answer, although twice in Bhagavad Gita, Lord Krishna specifically says that the soul is not split. Achedyoyam. This, this soul is unbreakable. Nainam chindanti shastrani cannot be uh, bro 
Here broken it means just like that splitting, cutting into pieces. And the soul cannot be cut into pieces by any weapon. So you're saying that uh, Kashyap was simultaneous in the heavenly planets at the same time as Nanda Maharaj, although uh, they're supposed to be the same person. Uh, from what I can understand, this is more a question of Rasa Vichar than Tattva Vichar, that uh, Kashyap and Aditi, they are more like Avesh incarnations of of Nanda and Yashoda. Yeah, because Rasa Vichara, Rasa, and co- consideration Vichara. of Rasa and Tattva Vichara is consideration of philosophy because uh, the expression of love of Kashyap and Aditi, Aditi for Vamandev is not as developed as that of Nanda and Yashoda for Krishna. But However, it's it's quite possible for devotees due to their uh, developed service mood to take different forms and serve the Lord in his various forms. That they want to, wherever he comes in whatever form, they want to serve him in a similar capacity. We have uh, the devotees in Gaur-lila, the associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, their identity in Krishna-lila, the principal associates, their identity in Krishna-lila is, is given in Gaur-ganodesh Deepika. It's the same person, but with a, just like Chaitanya Mahaprabhu comes, he is uh, Radha Bhava Dyuti Suvalitam Nomi Krishna Sarupam. He is Krishna, but with the bodily luster and feelings of Srimati Radharani. So when Krishna comes, his devotees come also to serve him. And they similarly uh, accept adjusted roles and moods to serve the Lord in his adjusted capacity. As Chaitanya Mahaprabhu told his mother Shachimata, that when, yeah, that when I, um, when I come as Vamandev, you come as Aditi, when I uh, come as Lord Ram, uh, you come as Koshalya and so on. So the, the, the same person accepts different forms by the grace of the Lord um, and uh, because of their great desire to serve the Lord and by the arrangement of Yoga Maya, they may not be aware of these different forms because the different forms have different uh, prominent moods which may be clashing. The attitude of Aditi to Upendra is, differs to that of, of Yashoda to Krishna. Plus, uh, Yashoda, as Yashoda feels her feelings to be fully only towards Krishna. So this is a question of Rasavicha, maybe more than Tattvavicha. It's not ABC. Well, Rasavicha can be especially, can be understood by those who have uh, entered into Rasa by their strong desire to serve the Lord. That is the basis of Rasa Pravesh or entrance into Rasa. Then one more without Rasas. In Vedic cosmology, Sada Puta Prabhu mentions that there are also earth, water, fire, sky, ether elements in the spiritual world. Mm. But if they don't constitute the bodies of other living entities, what is their meaning then? 
Or why do you presume they don't constitute the the forms there? Then one soul consists of other souls. No, I don't get that. I don't follow. And Sorry, I don't follow the logic there. Because although logic doesn't, the logic doesn't, uh, the logic of this world doesn't necessarily apply to the spiritual world. But I, I still don't follow the logic. Everything is a living entity, but uh, one thing you have to understand that the earth, water, fire, air, and these are here are perverted reflections of. That, or everything here in this material world is a perverted reflection of that in the spiritual world. So everything in the spiritual world is fully spiritual, constituted of different living entities. But still there are different forms. It's not a homogeneous, unvariegated mass. There is the bank of the Yamuna, the river Yamuna, the sky, the cows, the trees. There are variegated forms. And those uh, variegated forms may be understood to be composed of uh, non-material earth, water, fire, air, and ether. Yamuna is definitely water, and Govardhan is definitely stone, although they're fully spiritual. This may not be fully understandable to the mundane empiric outlook. Empiric, empiric. In fact, it is axiomatically uh, non-understandable to the mundane emp empiric outlook because it's not mundane, it's supramundane. If children have no constant desire uh, to go attend kirtana or perform any service, how should we, what should we do in order to evoke this Stability, this from, uh, propensity, more likely. No, no. The, to 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 make this desire stable, well, first, permanent. First, you have to introduce the desire. There seems like there's no desire. So before you stabilize it, you have to establish it. Well, what do they like? They like to eat sweets, ladu, rasgulla, kirtan. They like. Rasgulla. So you can give them prizes for attending. It's a suggestion. You want to be popular? Want to get the blessings of the Vaishnavas? Can distribute prasadam, especially sweets. There's a bag in my room. Next. Next. How should a married Prabhu behave in in regard to other matajis? You mean uh, apart from his wife? Well, treat them as mataji. Matrivat paradareshu. One should see all others' wives as mother, as Prabhupada. Prabhupada quoted this verse many times. While speaking with Vasudev Datta, Lord Chaitanya liberated the whole universe. Could you kindly elaborate on this? Does this mean like Sri Chaitanya's contemporaries, like Columbus and Descartes, were also liberated? Well, it certainly appears so from the statements of Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami. Once um, Srila Prabhupada, when he was asked about the uh, previous generations of a Vaishnava's family being liberated, he explained that uh, in a future birth they would get a chance to take to Vaishnavism. 
Although in the section where Chaitanya Mahaprabhu uh, is discussing with Vasudev Datta about this, he, he, it's described that the, actually the whole universe was cleared of all the jivas and it filled up again with new, a new he, set of jivas. This is called inconceivable. Yeah. Next question will be in Lithuania. All right. Doesn't make any difference to me. I understand as much Lithuanian as I understand Russian. Is it like this that the devotee who has just started his devotion service and he is making his first steps, he should be serving in the same manner and in the same quality and quantity as a pure Vaishnava? And should it be some kind of difference? And what difference should be? I, I didn't get it. Some a new devotee, what? Someone is just it like this that a new devotee oh. he should uh, who um, he has just started making yeah, yeah, his yeah. first steps he should serve in the serve, same serve serve, serve serve in the same quality and quantity as a pure Vaishnava. Oh. If uh, it should be some difference, and then should it be some difference, or if it should be what difference should be? Yeah. Uh, well, by definition, it's not possible for a beginner to be on the same level as a as a as an old hand. Even in the in the school, you, you, the new student in the physics class is not expected to be on the same level as the professor, although he should aim by the grace of the professor to come to a similar platform. Okay, well, I'm just going to say something. Here's something Srila Prabhupada wouldn't do. Guess what? What wouldn't he do? Any suggestions? He wouldn't use a whole big piece of paper just for writing three lines. Srila Prabhupada, he used to, uh, when he was, before he came to the West, he, the envelopes that he would receive letters in, he would open them up and use them for writing notes. So a piece of paper doesn't cost much. You can, but it's better to have the consciousness of saving everything, no. not unnecessarily wasting. Anyway, I'll keep it and I'll use it as scrap paper, one side at a time. So what's the question? So the question is, what to do when you know what to do, but you have no determination? You can't do because you, you lack determination. The same question is asked by Arjuna in Bhagavad Gita to Lord Krishna. Does anyone know? Anyone think what I'm talking about? Yeah. Uh, right, right. Towards the end of the third chapter. Atha kena prayukto yang papam charati purushaha anichan apivarshnaya valadiva niyojitaha. By what is one engaged in sinful activities, even against one's wish, even though one knows it's wrong. So what was Krishna's answer? Lost. Uh, so it's very deep-seated, wrong desire. You please... Uh, then Krishna, for, in several verses, describes how to overcome this lust, or wrong, potom wrong desire. Krish the essence of Krishna's answer is that one should... By knowledge, knowing oneself to be transcendent, 
to the desires of the senses, knowing oneself to be spirit soul, one should overcome this insatiable enemy known as lust. Who asked this question, please? They don't want to. Next. Oh, he's not present. Oh, this is from yesterday? No. He asked the question and ran away. Well, I was going to say that, you know, you have to you have to study this Bhagavad Gita and all the books of Prabhupada that will help us so much in our spiritual life. This is a very sweet festival, isn't it? Every year it gets sweeter. But I have a complaint. I am a fault finder. Not in the festival per se, but that it seems that most of the devotees are not studying the books. They're not studying Prabhupada's books very, very carefully. So you're hampering your own spiritual progress. You're committing violence to yourself by not doing so. So I request you. Ja prošu vas. Actually, it shouldn't be a request. It should be an automatic part of every devotee's spiritual life to study the books of Srila Prabhupada carefully and regularly and repeatedly. Traditional Vedic society, reciprocation between the two sexes was restricted even in Grihastha life. If husband and life, wife lived in different apartments, when and how did they spend time together? How much should we try to live in this ideal way today in Kali Yuga? Well, Vedic culture was not uh, stereotyped. I mean, there were differences in the regions, the castes, and so on. In uh, Brahmin families, the uh, household activities, in certain Brahmana families, household activities centered around performing yagya at home maybe three times a day. So uh, a householder cannot perform a yagya without the presence and assistance of his wife. So they would come together for religious activities. Um, also the uh, wife would serve the husband and uh, prasad and uh, sometime in the evening they might come together for talking like that. But like I say, it's it depends in each caste and in, in different areas of India and different uh, subsects of Hindu culture and among individuals also. But restriction was there. The the young married couple they were they were quite young when they were married and they were under the strict control of the uh, of the young boy whose young boy's parents. This would help them uh, not to descend to the animal platform. How much can this be applied in the modern world today? Maybe in Lithuania at the present time, not very much. I, I suggest that uh, husband and wife can cooperate together to preach Krishna consciousness, and that will be the best way to uh, restrict their association on the sense gratification platform. You'll find that... Uh, like professional breeders of animals and birds, those who breed cows, horses, pigeons, and so on, they uh, strictly restrict mixing of the sexes because they know that the, everything will be spoiled if they allow unrestricted mixing. It's a big topic. Uh, we, Vedic culture is required because outside of that there is no culture. Human culture. But uh, if 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 from our culturally subhuman platform 
we try sometimes we may try to implement the rules of Vedic life very strictly without having the feel of it of 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 how it all goes together and we simply end up with an opposite result. We end up making a monkey instead of Lord Shiva, as the Bengali saying goes. There's a saying a man was a a, a sculptor or a potter was asked to make a form of Lord Shiva, but he didn't know what it looked like, so it ended up looking more like a monkey. I made that book, Glimpses of Traditional Indian Life, to to try to give a a, a flavor of the what is the affection and feeling that is at the heart of Vedic culture. Pretty strict, but uh, with a lot of genuine caring and affection also. Okay, what else? Let me tell you. It, it, is, it is said, the first word? Yes, it is said. Hmm. It is said that one should remember Krishna always and never forget him. But it is a function, an activity of mind. Soul is above even intelligence. How can one get a, bono, a real uh, spiritual experience? How can a devotee progress from the platform of mind to the platform of soul? Thinking of Krishna by a devotee is not executed from the mundane platform. It is not possible to think of Krishna as he is from the mundane platform. Krishna is avang manasagotara. He is beyond description by mundane words. He is beyond conception by the mundane mind. Therefore, we should hear from pure devotees and associate with them and in this way become infused with the spiritual energy that they radiate, the, the spiritual energy's essence being the mood of uh, unconditional service to Krishna. And when that spiritual energy, Antaranga Shakti, uh, enters through their words into the ear, it pierces through the mundane coverings of mind intelligence and ahankar and transforms, reaches to the heart and transforms the mind intelligence and false ego to a spiritual, to the spiritualized version which is suitable for actually thinking of Krishna. In the purport of the nectar of instruction, Srila Prabhupada states that anartas are vanquished when one come, becomes attached to the Krishna conscious movement. Could you explain this process? Well, the answer is more or less given in the previous discussion about the, how one becomes spiritualized. A further angle on this is that by uh, taking to the Krishna conscious movement, one becomes uh, freed from unwanted activities like going to gambling clubs, uh, participating in mundane sports, going to kami restaurants and so on. That is practical. Okay, one more. Then Did uh, inhabitants of Dvaraka know that Krishna has expanded himself in 16,108 forms and living with his wives, or they thought that Krishna is one? What was their reaction when... Uh, 
let us say, uh, a servant from one one castle of Rukmini would meet some seven, other seven. servant from different castles, uh-huh, uh-huh. and would would they tell different stories to each other, which would uh, contra- be contradictory? When asked, did you say in Russian? Yeah, yeah. Yes. When asked detailed questions about the spiritual world, Prabhupada would often answer, "You go there, then you see." Although each queen thought that Krishna remained with her alone, so that illusion was prob- probably extended to the whole palace staff. We can venture a guess as such. However, trying to understand the situation of the spiritual world through our measuring intelligence, meant for measuring this material world, uh, is as a preposterous a proposal as trying to stand an elephant on a plate. No, we have one plate and we're going to put one elephant on it. Is it a good idea? Is it possible? Okay, we'll just answer this. In oh, there's so, much. so many more. Okay, we'll finish here. Please give the prasadam. From Mahabharata, hmm. in that case when Madri allowed Pandu to touch her and became a cause of his death, the question is what would happen if instead of Madri, Kunti would be there? How would she be, uh, behave, and and would Pandu survive if if he would have touched her? Silly question. Who asked that question? They also ran out the room. I want to give you a piece of prasadam. Whoever asked that question. I mean, there's all kinds of things you could say. What would happen if if Dev became tired when he was walking over the universe and? After taking one step, he lay down and then Shukracharya said some mantras. And then Bali Maharaj changed his mind and said, I don't want to give it to you. There's, you know, there's unlimited things which could have happened. Therefore, I say, silly question. All right, so um, it's all over for now.